It's time for Blessed to Play on EWTN Radio, uncovering the role that faith plays in the lives of sports professionals from around the country. And now, here's your host, Ron Meyer. Fire score! Welcome to a Blessed to Play Collegiate Spotlight Show. Joining us today is Landry Weber. He played for the Kansas State Wildcats in the Big 12. Played on both sides of the ball, his special teams, wide receiver, had a, a good career with the Wildcats playing in Manhattan, Kansas, in the Big 12. What a great brand of football. We'll also talk about a journey he's on in the second half of the show that may surprise you, but I'd like to welcome Landry Weber to Bless to Play. Landry, it's great to have you on. Thank you. Great to be on. I appreciate you having me. Now, this is an understatement that your family was immersed in Kansas State sports. <laughs> so let, let's just go through it here. Uh, it's quite impressive, but uh, you're the son of Stan and Nancy Weber. They both attended K-State, and you have three siblings, and I believe two of them played at K-State. Uh, your brother Stanton played football there, and I interviewed your sister Mackenzie, who was on the volleyball team. And then you decided, well, you know, I just got to follow suit. I got to go to K-State as well and play for the Wildcats. And your dad was a quarterback for Kansas State from 1980 to 84, and now he's in the booth as an analyst on the K-State Sports Network. So uh, I'm thinking after Bishop Miege High School, uh, you knew where you were going to go, and you decided that you were going to go play for the Wildcats. But tell us uh, about that decision and ultimately walking on the football team. So I, um, out of high school, uh, really had the option, actually. K-State gave me a walk-on offer, and I had a couple of smaller Division II offers that I really strongly considered. Um, because they were offering me money and a scholarship to go. And ultimately, what I decided was, coming from a K-State family, I've been going to games my whole entire life, uh, you know, siblings playing there, dad playing there, grew up around it and loved K-State very much. Uh, decided that if I was going to take a shot at playing a collegiate ball, that I was going to want to shoot for the highest level and, and take my shot. And if I came up short, at least I knew that I gave it my all and that, and that I, that I chased my dreams. So ultimately decided to turn down a couple smaller division two offers and got, was blessed with the opportunity to walk on at Kansas State and, and really just needed that chance to get there and, and was fortunate enough to have a really successful career once I got on campus at K-State. Yeah, that was definitely a leap of faith if we're going to go with that theme on this show. And you did uh, awesome in, in high school. Uh, you carted over 1,100 yards receiving, uh, 57 catches and 20 touchdowns. I think you won two state championships. You had a couple of teammates follow you over to Kansas State, or you follow them, <laughs> whatever way it worked out. But when you talked with head coach Bill Snyder at the time, this interests me, going in as a walk-on, uh, what did he say to you? Did he say that your chances were slim, or what was the dialogue between you two? I was in a pretty fortunate situation that they really recruited me decently heavily. They brought me on an official visit, which is just really not usual for walk-on. You know, you normally would bring guys you were hoping to offer scholarships. But I did not come onto the scene in high school until my senior year was really when I broke out. I was a quarterback my whole life, switched positions my junior year, and then played receiver for the first time my senior season. And so that's when I really came onto the scene and, and showed my ability to be a high-level receiver. But as any of those who know, 
that are going through recruitment right now that they don't really recruit seniors very hard. You kind of get recruited at a younger age. But they um, did show interest in me. They had no scholarships. Um, I don't think I would have gotten one anyways. But they recruited me. They brought me on an official visit. They showed a lot of interest in me and and offered me a walk-on spot. And what's really cool about Coach Bill Snyder's program in Kansas State is they really don't care if you're a walk-on or a scholarship guy. They treat you exactly the same. So, I mean, I was really fortunate. The whole recruiting process, they were treating me like I was a scholarship guy. And when I stepped on campus, you couldn't tell who was a scholarship, who was a walk-on. It was they wanted the best guys to be on the field. So once you get there, it's just about performing. And that's what Coach Snyder's all about is is performing. So if you're a walk-on or a scholarship guy, he doesn't care. He's He just wants to make you the best player that he possibly can, and, and he wants to play the best guys. Well, you started to perform, and uh, the, uh, the interest, uh, I guess you would say, was heightened for you, and they decided to give you a scholarship. But the way you received the scholarship and all the circumstances surrounding it are quite incredible. In fact, uh, your sister Mackenzie, a walk-on as well on the volleyball team, you and Mackenzie received a full ride on the same day. Talk about that. Yeah, a crazy story. Within hours of each other, we both got put on scholarships. So really special day um, and really special for Mackenzie because Mackenzie had quite the journey. She originally committed to play volleyball at a different school, decided to go to K-State, played on the club team, reached out to the volleyball team. They let her come try out every semester. Didn't, she didn't know she was going to be on the team kind of finally secured her spot, played, and then her senior year, going into her senior year, she got put on scholarship, which is a really, really huge deal. I was entering my redshirt sophomore season, going into my third year, so I still had a number of seasons left. And I got put on scholarship right before the season and after a camp practice. And just crazy enough, she got put on scholarship right before me. And so I was kind of making my rounds, calling families, and then I get a call from my sister telling me that she got put on scholarship, and I was just uh, extremely happy for her. She had come such a long way and fought so hard to earn that scholarship, and it was really incredible. And, um, you know, she'll tell you that. I, I just made the decision not to let her know that I got put on scholarship <laughs> at the same time because I just wanted her to enjoy the moment, and I wanted her – I wanted it to kind of be her day because she really, she really deserved to have um, that moment to herself for us to celebrate her and – I didn't tell her. I just enjoyed enjoyed the time and celebrated her. And she found out probably through my family a couple of days later, which was which was fine with me. And so uh, it was just really really fun, really cool day. My brother was on the on the staff, so when I got put on scholarship, I walked out of Coach Kleinman's office, and my brother was actually waiting for me right outside. And we had a really awesome moment, uh, just hugging each other and, and just enjoying the moment. Yeah, that's great stuff. Plus to play Ron Meyer chatting today with Landry Weber, played for the Kansas State Wildcats in the Big 12. And we're going to talk about his career with the Wildcats. Uh, you uh, really set the tone, I think, your, you redshirted uh, your freshman year. Then in 2018, you kind of set the tone about who you were, not only as an athlete, but a student as well. Uh, 2018, you played nine games, uh, primarily on special teams, and that would eventually lead to a position on uh, as a wide receiver as well. But you were a first-team academic All-Big 12 honoree, and uh, I think you had a 4.0 GPA, Landry. That's pretty tough stuff to do. So talk about that uh, as far as your commitment, not only being an athlete, but also performing in the, the classroom as well. Classroom was important, and as important to me, as important to my family. 
And really, I was chasing in the footsteps of my siblings because Mackenzie, my sister, finished with a 4.0, and then Stanton, my brother, finished with a 4.0 throughout their entire college career. So when I walked on campus, I felt the pressure that, uh, all right, I got to live up to to my siblings and, and maintain a 4.0 here. And so uh, really cool to be able to achieve that for a number of years, especially um, in 2018, getting that honor of uh, academic honor was, was really cool. But it was something I understood as, you know, life goes on past football. Mm-hmm. And my major and, and how I do in school is probably even more important than, than what I'm doing on the field. And uh, a great challenge to balance the life of being an athlete with with academics. And as I finished up my career and had a semester to myself with no football, um, I realized what a gift having the busyness of football was because it held me accountable as a student. I was a better student for it, and I had less time to study, and I was a better student than, than that last semester when I had all the time in the world. And so it's crazy, funny to learn that, what a gift football was for, for helping me academically. Let's talk about some of your big games playing for the Wildcats. I noticed uh, this past season against a sixth-ranked Oklahoma Sooner team. You had quite a game, four uh, receptions, 65 yards, and a TD. I'll ask you, is that one of your best games that you had? And also talk about some of those big games playing for the Wildcats at wide receiver. Yeah, that Oklahoma game was probably my best individual game. Uh, it was a good day. Unfortunately, we came up short um, and, and lost the game, but it was a, a really cool day for me uh, playing against a big-time university like OU and, and having, having a good day and, and scoring my first career touchdown was, was super fun. Um, but there's just a number, number of great games that year. Uh, a couple weeks later, we played Texas Tech, and we were down 14 no, nothing before we had hardly ran a play on offense, and we fought back and, and won by a point or two in a really close game on the road, which was which was really special. And there's a number of special games with team efforts. We went and beat Mississippi State on the road um, in 2019, and was just a super cool uh, experience to play in you know a big SEC stadium. And we returned a, a kickoff return uh, for a touchdown on special teams that kind of turned the game. And, and beating LSU as well in, in our bowl game that I unfortunately only got to play a few plays in before I got injured, but at least I, I finished my career with the ball in my hand on a big third down conversion. So I guess it's not the worst way to go out, but just blessed with a lot of great experiences in my time in college. Yeah, in fact, in that LSU game, you had two receptions for 29 yards, and you were, you were two for two in bowl games. Uh, the Cactus Bowl, you redshirted during the bowl game. You participated and lost, but the, when you suited up, you won the bowl game. So that's all that counts. So uh, it's great stuff. What was the toughest venue for you to play in as a collegiate football player? Honestly, Oklahoma State was probably where we struggled the most and surprisingly was the most difficult place to play in. They got a cool stadium. They got a cool fan base. The stadium's really the way it's designed, the fans are really close to the field. Um, there's hardly any room on the sideline. Um, and they have a great atmosphere, and for whatever reason, they are just a different beast when you play them at the ro- on the road at their stadium. And so they were really difficult. They smothered us every time I played against them. Surprisingly tough, tough environment. Yeah, definitely so in the bayou. Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting once again with Landry Weber. 
uh, played for the Kansas State Wildcats, a wide receiver, and on special teams as well. And I know your dad, Stan, played quarterback. I mentioned that before, but he was also in the booth as an analyst, so that means he has to put on his analyst hat. So did he give you any critique about what you were doing after after a particular game? Uh, he uh, definitely growing up all the time. And <laughs> when we got to college, he took a step back a little bit and, and, and let me play and just maybe enjoyed it as a father, but he, he can't help himself. He always, he always does just a little bit. And I remember even that OU game, I had a fourth down catch that ended up getting overturned. Um, it was kind of a diving catch on the ground and I caught the ball, but the ball touched the ground, didn't move, but they decided that, Hey, it was originally called complete. They overturned it and called it incomplete. And after the game, you know, it wasn't, hey, good effort. It was, you got to find a way to be a little faster. However, you need to do that and make that catch. And so it's all love coming from him. Uh, he was my coach growing up. So I'm used to him having critiques, but probably when I played in college, it was he, he more stepped back and, and, and just enjoyed watching me. All right, it's halftime here on B2P. On the other side, we're going to talk about the spiritual journey of Landry Weber, Kansas State Wildcat football player. When Blessed to Play returns after this. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Welcome back to Blessed to Play. Ron Meyer joined today by Landry Weber. If you listen to the first half of the show, you know he played football for the Kansas State Wildcats in the Big 12. He played in a few bowl games, and he was a walk-on who eventually received a scholarship. And uh, I, I love those underdog story stories. And uh, then he performed quite well, had a good career playing for Kansas State, both on the field and in the classroom as well. 4.0 GPA. He was named to the Big 12 scholar or honoree uh, scholastically for his uh, achievements there. And he had a number of siblings who played at K-State and also his dad. His dad played quarterback for the Wildcats as well. And I know, Landry, that you've come from a strong Catholic family. Obviously, your parents uh, were the start of that for you or the examples of what it means to be a, a Christian. And um, so talk about that. Talk about growing up in a Catholic family and the impression it made on you? Yeah, I had a lot um, of guidance, I would say, and, and people to look up to when it came to my Catholic faith growing up, being the youngest, coming from a, two parents that were strong Catholics and, and raised four kids strongly in the faith. Understood from a young age the importance of my faith, um, simply really through how seriously my dad took going to Sunday Mass, making sure we looked nice and participated in the Mass and were paying attention and present even at a young age. And I had an understanding of the importance of it. And then 
as I continued to grow older, um, just seeing the example of my older siblings living a very Catholic lifestyle and, and caring about their faith made it very easy for the youngest child to just follow suit and, and understand the importance of it. And then when it was time for me to kind of move out after high school and make the decision, it wasn't a hard one to mm-hmm. say that this is something I'm going to care about and 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 follow. So let's talk about going to a secular institution and, you know, you're there's so many distractions, you're involved with football and you're you're becoming a man and, and all that stuff. Was there a particular time where you had embraced your faith or was it a, a struggle and then you leaned more to it? What was that like for you when you went to Kansas State? When I got to K-State, I was fortunate enough that my sister, McKinsey, was pretty heavily involved in the student center on campus, the Catholic Student Center. So when I walked on, and got to school, she pretty quickly said, hey, you need to come over here and spend time here. This is the place to be. I was a part of a fraternity. I was living in the fraternity, which is a very secular lifestyle, um, on the football team and then academics as well. And a real positive to football was it was so demanding that a lot of times when you face challenges in your life and, and those demands that you need to find a place that you can lean on and, and the difficultness of football, the challenge made it, made it easier for me to want to lean on my faith. And so that natural gravitation toward wanting to lean on my faith through the difficulties, having my sister pull me in made it, made it easy for me to quickly get involved. And I would say I was somewhat, I was learning how to how to have a prayer life, learning how to just build that relationship with Jesus my first year. And it was really probably my after my second season that I went on on a retreat that I that I really caught fire and, and fell in love with my faith. Well, we're going to talk what, what this fire did for you or the spark that it set in you. But um, so you go to Kansas State, you're, ma- you're majoring in uh, what you want to do with your occupation when you graduate. You're on the football team. You're a handsome guy. And, uh, you know, dating is probably part of it. Uh, you know, most uh, athletes going to college are going to get married. They're going to have kids. But you decide to take a different path based on your spiritual life and where you feel you're being discerned to lead. So tell us about the decision you made after graduating from Kansas State. So after graduation, I, I made the decision through just discernment and, and feeling a call to enter the seminary to further discern a call to be a Catholic priest. And so I'll begin the seminary in August. It's, uh, you know, a road, a journey that I feel that I'm being called to currently. And, and ultimately, in my time in college, I decided that, you know, God's will is the most important thing. And I, and I want to do his will. If this is his will, then that's something that I, that I will follow. And, and go do. Best to play Ron Meyer once again chatting with Landry Weber, a former Kansas State Wildcat football player. I want you to talk to the young men out there because they might listen to you. They say, well, he's going to, something's going to, you know, he's not embracing life. He's not living life doing this. So what say you? What would you tell them? Man, I would tell them that big advice for me was that. Society kind of tells us that there's, you know, one way to happiness and one way to live your life. And that's what most people do, you know, be successful, get married, 
have a job, make a lot of money, and, and that's the formula for success. Um, I've just found in life that intimacy with God, that God's love for you far exceeds anything that this world has to offer. And for me, particularly, it was a call to the seminary that following his will, and following his will, whatever it is for you, whether it's marriage uh, or for me, potentially the priesthood, following his will is what will give you the ultimate fulfillment. And I kind of like to think, you know, if there's guys out there feeling a tug and you're scared, just think about how if you take a leap of faith for God, what he will give you in return, that he will not abandon you, that if anything, he's going to put his arm around you and he's going to take care of you. That was very helpful in my discernment journey. And um, just the biggest thing for me is just learning that God's love is the ultimate fulfillment in life and it will satisfy more than anything you could ever imagine. And that discernment journey is continuing as you go on into the seminary, but I want to talk about uh, your spiritual life. I mean, you must have a strong prayer life to come to this decision. So talk about how you pray some of the prayers that are most meaningful to you and what gives you peace in your spiritual life? Yeah, I have always just followed a pretty simple formula of that. The Eucharist, reconciliation, and Mary. And and you do those three things and, and you will you will find peace and fulfillment and, and you'll be all right. And so ultimately for me, getting to daily mass as much as I could, uh receiving the Eucharist, receiving Jesus in the Eucharist as often as I can, because ultimately he's gonna give me the grace and, and the strength for my daily life. Um, I consecrated myself to Mary twice and, and have a devotion to praying the rosary. And my favorite line is that, you know, Mary is the quickest and easiest way to Jesus and that she will take you to him. And so going to Mary for her intercession to have her take you to Jesus has been extremely helpful and extremely powerful in my life. And then finally, just going to God and, and asking him for mercy and, and for forgiveness for our sins. And again, the graces that come from that. Um, those three things have been huge in my spiritual journey uh, throughout college. Now, playing sports and playing competitive sports at a high level, you have to deal with adversity. You have to deal with discipline, sacrifice. There's a whole slew of uh, things that you go through on the field of play that correspond to the spiritual life. Do you think your life as an athlete has prepared you for this time to make that decision and ultimately go into the seminary? I think it has. I think it's been, it's been extremely um, helpful. Uh, it's changed my mindset of one relying on success for my dignity. And then, and then also thinking when I came into college, I kind of had this idea that I could just do everything on my own. I was strong enough. I've had success my whole entire life. There was no reason that I couldn't figure anything out myself. And my 2018 season, it was my retro freshman season, was kind of when I when I realized the weakness that I had. Uh, season didn't go well, playing through injuries. Life was tough. School was kicking my butt, and it was it was a tough semester. And it was kind of the first time I realized that I can't do this on my own. That I need Jesus. That I need His strength that when I'm kind of failing, that he's the one there for me to pick me up and then help me. And it was a great lesson that to learn. And when I was faced with a similar situation a couple of years down the road, when 
football wasn't going as well, when when life was difficult, and I made the decision to lean on him this time when I didn't necessarily make that decision the first time, uh, finding fulfillment and finding that, you know, God alone is all we need. And that's been huge as I go down this journey of the seminary because I am sacrificing a lot. I, I am kind of giving up this lifestyle that, that I'm accustomed to living and mm-hmm. it helped me to know that I can trust in God, that I can put my faith in him and rely on him solely and that he will be enough for me. And a, a lesson that I did not necessarily expect to receive during football, but one that I definitely did and has been extremely helpful for me. Yeah, that's an authentic answer. Just curious, what has the reaction been in the athletic world from your teammates, your coaches that you decided to uh, enter the seminary? Um, it's been nothing but support, which has been awesome. I could not, not be more thankful. Our head coach, uh, Coach Chris Kleiman, is actually Catholic, and so easy to share with him that a few years ago, he's known for a couple of years, and I shared with him, and he was, you know, so happy for me. And then I love my I love my teammates. I love the locker room we have at K State because it's just a bunch of guys that love each other and love each other for who they are. So you know, when I told my teammates, they were just so happy for me. And, and more than anything, they just had questions because they didn't, you know, understand mm-hmm. exactly what it means this lifestyle that I'm pursuing. And so they were just asking super genuine questions and and were just extremely supportive about it. And I've just been fortunate enough from everybody that I've really encountered, it's been nothing but support. And, you know, I was a little nervous about sharing this path that I was taking a few years ago. And is, you know, I just learned it was a fear I shouldn't have even had. And so I couldn't be more thankful for the support that I've received. Well, that's great. Well, uh, Landry Weber has been our guest. What a journey, folks. Uh, certainly as an athlete, a walk-on at K-State and eventually gets a scholarship, uh, has a productive career with the Wildcats playing Big 12 football, and then discerns to uh, go into the seminary to hopefully, and uh, with God's grace, you, I would say, uh, become a Catholic priest. Landry, thanks for your witness. I do appreciate it and being open about talking about it, and uh, I certainly hope that there might be a few young men or just anybody in general that is listening to this show that might be open to a life of faith and might be, you know, encouraged in their own spiritual life by your journey. So thanks so much for coming on Blessed to Play. I do appreciate it. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. Hey, Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can like us on Facebook. Follow the show right on Twitter at Blessed to Play. For Landry Weber, I'm Ron Meyer. We'll catch you next time right here on Blessed to Play. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at info at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. Again, that's blessed, the number two, play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network.